0: Today I have so many things I could talk about that I really don't want to spend time trying to go through a lot of scripture because if I did you'd be here all day. I just want to tell you what I think is happening in our world as a biblical perspective and what I see God is doing. So I titled the message Signs of the Time and what is God doing with this war in my interpretation that's happening right before our very eyes did you not know that this is one of the greatest moments in history and I don't need nothing today I got so much in my head I need to walk this is one of the greatest moments in history God is unfolding and revealing so much to us during these last days. And I honestly believe we're in the last days. There are several things as a why I believe why Russia has invaded Ukraine. You first, I don't want to spend time going through all the Bible about it. You want to read the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. And it describes Turkey and Russia and uh, other little Arab countries that's going to start a war and they're going to go after Israel. Let me tell you again, Israel is the time clock to the end of time. Watch your Bible and pay close attention to the Bible as to what it says about Israel. If you notice Putin, Putin is really trying to be another Hitler. They were saying the other day he's out of the playbook of Hitler. Let me take a moment, take you for a little ride if you can. Follow me as I talk about World War II. World War I came as a result of Germany. Germany started World War I. And they were humiliated that they got defeated by the British and the France. And France and Britain made Germany pay a heavy price for the war they had caused. Germany was suffering. Starvation was all over the country. one of the most productive countries in the world. But because they started World War One, they made them pay for the damage that came from that war, but Germany lost. The young man who was in that army was named Hitler. He was very bitter and upset that his country, he felt had been cheated out of the war. The Bible, well time tells us, not the Bible, Time tells us Hitler grew up with all this anger in him. He was first a young man who at one time wanted to study and be a priest. And he was really a devout Catholic. His father was very mean and cruel to him and used to beat him. His mother was devoted to him and stuck by. But when his mother died, he felt all alone. People don't understand one reason why Hitler hated the Jews. Hitler wanted to be an architect. He wanted to be an artist, and he loved drawing and painting. When he went before the board that turned down his work, they were mostly Jews. That developed a lot of hate in him, and he ended up starting a riot in Germany, and he got arrested and was put in prison for a while. He wrote a book, My Kant. And Hitler began to develop all this anger about the Jews because the Jews were somewhat taking over Germany. They were at all the, all the stores, that, as you know, Jews are very productive. They're very people that know how to make money and that's one reason why a lot of people don't like the Jews here. They, they own so much. They just know how to make money but people don't understand why Jews are prosperous. God said they would be. God promised them that they would be. They will be his prosperous people. And everything they touch seems to prosper. If you've been with me to the Holy Land, you will notice that the Egyptians trying to have a, uh, have a garden and they broke things uh, next to the Jews. The Jews presume, present to you our most beautiful flowers all over the world. They have taken the desert and made it a flower garden. It's blooming again. Right beside it, if you remember Ella, the Egyptians, everything is barren. They can't never take gate it like the Jews. God just blessed them because they are God's people. And he said he that blessed my people will be blessed. That's why I don't ever say nothing against like Jews. Because God said if you curse them, you get cursed. You bless them, you will bless. Be- they don't believe Christ is a child. and read eyes are and that must with me, you here, soldiers Chamberlain came out and he had his. Eyes. We were the clear they had master in created the f- that he that all they were talking about why they were fighting the virus. I don't know if you know that. Although here's another thing that people did that in Germany time they were giving them these viruses when actually would just create monsters out of them like creatures. And that's not true, but Hitler was hypnotizing and he made those soldiers sometimes stay up 20 hours and got no sleep, they were just fighting machines. Hitler was a a genius man, had not gone to school, but well-read, studied people like uh, Alexander the Great and other world conquerors. And he said, I will get Germany back on top, and he did. He attacked France, the most powerful nation in the world, and defeated them. Great Britain had to run and escape. Hitler's army was so massive, and they like he could have wiped out Great Britain. He had them on the end of the river, and they trying to wipe out because they're a German me, and what he was doing. Uh, Alan, Tom over there, they'll his and they would send their planes up the Royal Air Force and meet them in head air and defeated. Hitler's Air Force. Then Hitler turned his attention to Russia. He turned on Stalin and went, and Stalin did not believe Hitler would turn on him. Hitler almost took Stalin. One of the first countries he grabbed and got his hand on was Ukraine. Ukraine had rich soil, a whole lot of productivity. He took a lot of the food from Ukraine and sent it back to feed the German people. Some places, he starved them to death. He took Ukraine then, going at Russia. And finally, he went at Russia and nobody believed he could defeat Russia. And he almost did. He really took the Russian the Red Army, which was Russia empire. Wiped them out. Guess what he did? What Putin is doing now, he encircled them. So they waited till the Russians will come and the Germans will encircle him, get around him, and when he tried to run, come in and wipe him out. Putin is watching and playing out of Hitler's playbook. Encircle you and you can't get in. Encircle you, America can't get in. Encircle you, NATO can't get in. They have encircled the country. Listen, wow, so much I want to say. When Hitler encircled and knocked out Russia, the only thing saved Russia was the snow. Once he got there, he, wanted, he was on the way to take Moscow. But he got so mad with Stalin, he went at Stalingrad because that had Stalin's name. He turned his attention from Moscow and went to Stalingrad. This is the hate the man had. When he did that, he got down there and got caught in that winter snow. When his army got bogged down, he because he's fighting America and Great Britain, France gone, or all those fronts then trying to fight Russia. He didn't have enough material to save his army, so the snow came in and froze the Sixth Army. Hmm. And Russia came in on. Now Russia has defeated Hitler in his Sixth Army. Now America comes in on D-Day when Great Britain and Church, Roosevelt and Churchill gets together and now Stalin, that's called the big three. I went to Newburgh to sing about it two or three years ago. They had the three big uh, civil rights pictures on there. I knew my history. My professor, Dr. Carter, was sitting over there and I wanted to mess with him without saying anything. I said, I want to talk about the Big Three. And everybody looked at me, Dr. and all looked. I said, yeah, Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill. They came together called the Big Three. I said, now if you don't go to mess with me, I'll preach about the Big Three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. <laughs> And they were shocked to hear what I was saying when I was talking about three big civil right leaders. It was called the big three got together to find out how they're going to divide Europe once they conquer Hitler. When Churchill and Roosevelt, now Roosevelt didn't want to get in that war. America was having fun like they do now, drinking liquor and having parties. And he, Churchill said, come help me. And Roosevelt said, America don't want no war. But when the Jeffs bombed Pearl Harbor, America got dragged in the world war then Churchill said now you can come help me I want you to see how America is getting dragged in it may not want the war but because of her commitment she can get pulled into the war and that's what's happening to us we're getting dragged in to a world war now this is what happened. When America got into the war because the Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, now you got a world war. Hitler gets defeated when, on D Day, he had a way into Europe and liberated France and went at the, uh, that old Italian, Mussolini, Marcellini, because Mussolini Marcellini was hooked up with Hitler. He wanted to be another uh, emperor over Rome, so he went after Africa. Mussolini, when America deliberated uh, Europe, Mussolini, France, and all those countries, then people in Rome, quite naturally, Italian, took Mussolini and hung him up in the streets at his mistress for the world to see him die. Hitler got scared of that. That's going to tell you why he committed suicide. I'm giving you history before I get somewhere. Once that happened, America goes in Take out Berlin and Russia takes out the other part of Berlin. That's why they had a wall. That's why Reagan said, tear this wall down. It got divided between America and Russia, the Berlin Wall. So Russia collapsed one while. I don't know if you know this. Russia collapsed. Russia is a godless nation, they don't believe in God. So I heard my pastor say years ago, down at the borders, that he believed Russia would uh, fall, and it did. Because when you're godless, you can't stand. Amen. When Russia fell in our own lifetime, he lost. they lost Ukraine. They lost a lot of little countries. To make this story short, Hitler goes down and commits suicide, and now Great Britain is uh, in America, now in. And we have lived to see history repeat itself. Putin is the richest man in the world. He got billions and billions of dollars of his own money. Since Putin has decided to invade Ukraine, there's something to it. He wants back what's his. Well, pastor, why? Greece? Isn't it amazing? The more we have, the more we want. I have talked to some very important people that have been very successful. Stars, or you may not know, who looking at me. And one of the things I've heard from most of them said, well, all the wealth in the world I have, I'm not happy. You'd be surprised to know how many of them are on sleeping pills. You'd be surprised know how many of them have nervous conditions. Famous stars that you don't know about. Why would the woman, the most beautiful woman, Marilyn Monroe, kill herself? What not happy. And everybody, about this most beautiful woman. Money does not make people happy. When you get money, you want more. Money grabs you. It's all right to have money, but money will have you if you're not careful. And Putin got everything. Well, Putin wants more. Watch. He's going to try to take Ukraine and go after something else, and he will soon get his eyes on Poland. The president know that. That's why they say we're going to build up our forces and support more of the Poles so Putin doesn't go any further. You don't know what Putin got. What kind of bombs he got? They can do cyber attacks. But what America, I want to show you what America's doing. they they putting these sanctions on him. They want to freeze his access. He got 600 billion dollars. That money not all in Russia. Is in New York. Is in France. It's in Germany. Oh, it's spread out with all that money. He got people working for him making his money. So the president said freeze that. If you freeze Putin money, he won't have a lot to work with. See you got to understand why the sanctions are important. Russia will start getting hungry. They will use up all that natural resources. If we shut off no don't get no oil they won't make no money. China is watching that because China want to see what's going to come out of this before they talk about invading Taiwan. So somebody else watching this over in the Holy Land. Iranians and all other people are watching this war. Because the Bible now, let's go to the Bible. The 38th chapter of Ezekiel and the 39th chapter of Ezekiel called Russia, mega. She's going to surround in the last days all these little Arab countries. Now what's that country that hates Israel more? Anybody here know? Iran. Iran is trying to get its nuclear arsenal together and the Bible describes it and called their names out. They've changed names in the 38th and 39th chapter. I do only have time to go all of that. Their names have changed but they will come together as little countries to wipe out Israel and that will come to the army of Armageddon. Jerusalem is the time clock to the end of time who behind all this if this thing goes the way it's going? No, it's not. It's God. It's not the devil. It's God. Because God's word is true. He said it. What will happen in the end times that he's going to orchestrate all of this and bring about a world war Will this be the war? Will we able, be able to have a World War III? No. It will obliterate everybody else in this world with nuclear weapons. Putin said, make a threat on me now. Freezing my ass is an act of war. The man is crazy. He doesn't mind killing babies. Women and children. It doesn't move him. Well, why is Putin like he is? Power. He don't need money, but he wants to stay in power. When you got a one man ruling, that's a mistake. That's why Rome fell. One man ruling the emperor. That's why America can go under if we're not careful with a one man above the law. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. God bless, help us if one man is above the law that he doesn't care about what he does. I won't say nothing else about that. So, here's the point. The Bible describes in the last day there will be a world war and it will be led by Russia. 38th chapter, 39th chapter of Ezekiel describes who it is. She will lead But who's she going to lead the war after? You think it's going to be about Ukraine. No, it's going to be at Israel. Just the devil want to wipe out Israel because Jesus was a Jew. The Jewish nation gave us the Savior. Now that's when the devil kicks in. The Jewish nation gave us Jesus. And who's going to put an end to Satan? A Jew. Jesus. I walked through the house the other day and I said, Satan, do what you can because you only have a little while. You don't have but a little while. Now, you have to study all that. That take a whole lot of years for me to deal with eschatology and deal with the apocalyptic and the apocalyptic thought. Now, all that's dealing with the end of time. The book of Daniel described the the number of years when Messiah would come back, the 490 years. When Jesus died on the cross, that was the 483 years. There are seven more years to complete the 490 years that Daniel was told by the angel when the end of the world will come. Wow, seven more years. What's going to happen next? What all this mean and where is it going? If Putin backs off God is still giving you a preview of how the world will come to an end. It's going to be led by nations after nation coming together to wipe out Christianity and Israel. Now Take a minute look at the 24th chapter of St. Matthew. I don't have time to read it. If Zeta were here, I'd let her read some of it. But I want you to read it because I'm already running out of time. Uh, Jesus' disciples came to him and wanted to know about the end of time. He said, What would be the signs of your coming? Go to Matthew chapter 24 and read verse 3. You're here? Well, give you a mic or something oh, Zada I love her reading but when you go to Matthew chapter 24 and look down to verse 3 this is what Jesus said How the end of time and as he sat up on the mount of Olives, the disciples came to him promptly saying tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of the coming and of the end of the world and Jesus said take heed that, you, that no man deceive you For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and shall deceive many. A lot of people have already come up talking about they're the Christ. David Koresh and some other folk. A lot of prophets gonna show up. Prophesying. Prophet, prophesying for a prophet. Mm-hmm. I believe in the prophetic word of God, but that's why I don't like being called no prophet. Because the way they're making a mess of this, I'm warning all young preachers to stop trying to prophesy for a prophet. People getting the well, now, they want to pay for a blessing. Pray for me and they send me so much money. You don't have to pay for nobody to pay for you. I believe God will bless you, but watch all this profit from these prophets. This your prophecy. I believe in the prophetic word of God. God has given me revelation, but I don't abuse it. And some folk now use cash up and everything else. Tell you who your next for gonna be. Who your next husband gonna be. You want a husband, do right. You want right, a wife, do right. Go by the Bible principle. Sometimes you don't have to have nobody tell you. Read the Bible. Now I'm aware of the fact some people say, oh, I'm glad to hear Fleming say that, that all these prophets. But you understand, I know all these men of God got to be taken care of. I know they got children in college and they got to pay their bills and the only way they are going to make it through financial blessing from the saints, who else going to help us? And I also know why preachers beg for money. You think we're begging for money. Go, we want it. No you're the one want it. That's why you're keeping it. Anybody got sense enough to know. We wouldn't be sitting up in here. And all this. If we didn't beg. A church is a non-profit organization. If I went out there. And started a restaurant. The IRS would come in here and shut me down. You ain't supposed to be profiting. Yes a non-profit. When I tried to start a school up over there, said, so you're going to get yourself in trouble. You can't put that in my common. I had a bookstore over there. I wanted to put it in my common. They said, you can't put that in my common name unless you just going to sell Bibles on Wednesday and Sunday. Better not have nothing else over there. I had to change the name to Leviticus. And every year we have to pay taxes on every sermon of mine you go in there and buy. Because that's a Bookstore. But I can sell anything. Other than that, they'll shut you down. You are a nonprofit. The only way you can build churches the only way you can take care of these things is that you have to give it as a donation to the ministry. That's where we mess up as black folk. They think the preacher got it. The preacher had all the money, you wouldn't be in here. Up, can How can I get it? all of us to come here and get me? I pay taxes like you. I file them waiting on my little money too. <laughs> I'm looking at my account every day. When is it the coming? <laughs> then the man turned my room. you gotta pay so much tax. So I was really? Yeah, you made profit here, maybe but you gotta pay. Bookstore had to pay so much back. I had to write my account on out a check for her service. Amen. The point is. People don't understand when they ministered on their begging, how else they're going to be on. They have to be blessed by you. I'm not speaking against not taking care of the church. The pastor is in a bad position. He has to ask for it because I can't force you. Now, folks down there your water bill don't have to ask you nothing. Just sit there and say, I ain't giving you nothing. And you're going to go to that fountain and cut it off and going to say, "Drip, droop. <laughs> you know what they're going to do? Joseph the Paul not going to fuss with you. They're just going to cut it off. A church, I got to run my mouth. And I'm saying to all you young pastors, if you want to beg, then don't go in the pastoring. If you don't like begging, get out of ministry. Because you're going to have to ask for something or you'll start. You can't worry about folk running their mouth. The Bible says you're supposed to support the things of God. That is why God said, Give your time. God knew His church needed to run. Help me, Holy Ghost. I got to teach you all something because you're looking at me kind of funny right now. Some of the most stingy folk I know in church. And they want a nice church, a good preacher, a great music department. Got to pay all these folk. Amen. Got to pay all the folk right there running that broadcast for you to look at it live. I had to pay everything moving here. They will not do it for free. I can't get nobody in the nursery no more to keep the babies. My old faithful old members got old and sick. Young crying, they young crowd don't want to do nothing. They're not like the old crowd. I ain't seen my no folk, baby. Got babies of my own. What about the service to God's house? Anything I ask folks to do right here, got a hand out. We don't love God no more. You have to beg folk to do things for God. My God, I used to have a little church in the country The Deacons did the work. They got off the job in the evening came and came painted the church. They did things for the church. We don't have that now. I'm working. Shouted they come. You on the same level where I am. We supposed to see about the church and the welfare of the church. Amen. But you can't do nothing if you don't love God. If you don't love God, I got to beg you to come to church. If you love God, you'd be glad to come. How can somebody say I'm a child of the king sit there all day, go everywhere they want to go and can't come to church? Some wrong about your religion. Nobody can stop me from coming to God's house. The devil in hell. not You know what the Lord told me? He said, if you preach and do what I say, I'll keep you. He said, take your eyes off your problems. Take your eyes off everybody around you and do what I'm telling you. Preach my word and I'll keep you at all age. Oh, God. Man, I'll be 72 soon and I'll outrun some of y'all. Let me tell you something else. <laughs> well, thank you you said amen, whatever you said over there. That made me sure enough get happy. Let me tell you about another sign. In Thessalonians chapter 2, I'm going to tell you something. Another sign of the end of time, running out of time. One other sign of the end of time is a great falling away. Watch that. Paul said, there's going to be a great falling away, another sign of the end. What that mean? People, quit going to church. Amen. All the churches I know, mega churches, in this city and anywhere else, nobody in the balcony. People come over. I don't see nobody in the balcony. Go look at the others. You see curtains. Just a handful, but that was a time when all the balconies were packed. The mega churches, nobody up there. Just the bottom floor. What is happening? The great falling away. The church is starting to fall away. People don't like God no more. People, yeah, I know I'm a little late, but every time folk came to church and they were glad to get there. Now, most of us are coming in here with this or this thing right there. This generation, I guarantee you, looking at some now, right now they're on Facebook, YouTube. Their mind is somewhere else. This generation, cell phones, nowhere, mind on God at all. They don't love God. They want to get out yeah. and go where? Yeah. You don't have no money because you didn't pay none of this money. <laughs> go and spit up money in Buckhead to get your head booked. Yeah. But when it comes to church, it's too long. Preachers boring. They'll sit and lock, watch these other stories. For hours. The ball game can't run you out. The nightclub, they have to cut the lights on and run you out. And then church shout. I don't know what they're shouting about. You don't have nothing to shout about. But get sick on your bed near death. God bring you back. you shout. We don't love God. The great fallen way that people are going to hate churches and hate preachers and they don't want to go to church. That's one of the signs of the end of time. Now, I have to close this. I can't say all I want to say. The Bible says in the 24th chapter there will be wars and rumors of wars. Where's all this going? It's going to be a lot of war. But what we don't know. When the Vice President Gore came here and stood in his pulpit and he walked out the door and said, Pastor Fleming, he said, I want to talk to you about global warming. He said, I need to let you know. And the President Clinton sent him here to tell me thank you. Because I was the first Afro-American to endorse him in Atlanta. Then he invited me to the White House on the health plan. he came back here and met with some pastors down at the hotel. And I was one of them, they asked to come, go. On. And he told us years ago this was coming with these cell phones. He said, but be careful what you even say. If you said kill president, Washington no. <laughs> Anything you say on that, boom, they know. You have no privacy. You don't know who looking at you. Google knows your every move. When the sign of the end of time, when the Antichrist comes, you won't be able to hide. We are in a technology age now. We are controlled now where a man, watch me, can control the system. The Antichrist is getting ready to come on the scene. Now, how do you know, Fleming? It's got to be a war, war. It's got to be violence. It's about to be a time when somebody got to come and say, Hold it. Don't kill everybody. We're on the verge of it. If Putin said, Get my missiles ready. And America says, bomb me, I bomb you. Get I was ready. And he got nuclear warships already in the water, can obliterate the whole country. America gets in there and stop him and NATO come at him. You got a war, a nuclear war on your hand. What is it gearing up for? Somebody gonna sitting back, come from out of nowhere. He gonna show up. Holy. It. Holy. It. Don't do this. You're killing each other. And the world, say, who are you? He coming up from somewhere in the Middle East. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, there are ten horns, and then there's a little horn that's gonna rise up. In the midst of those ten confederate nations. He is the Antichrist. He will come in the name of peace. We got to have war before you have peace. And he's going to say stop it. And they're going to ask, well who are you? Well, he's going to have a great oratorical gift. He can speak and sway folk. And they say he's good looking. We always think good-looking folk are angels. And some of y'all fooled now by a good-looking person. There's nothing but a devil there. The Bible says he comes as an angel like that. he a fool the very elect. You can get fooled by an attractive person because they know how to talk that talk. I mean, you're all right now married to somebody because he talked that talk. Don't have a penny. (laughs) Talking that talk and fool you out of a house, fool you out of everything you had. Because you like people to talk the talk you like to hear. You got to watch it when preachers tell you what you want to hear. Flower word. That's the devil. He come to the sea. And once the world see him, he said, look, I got to quit. Don't just sign this peace covenant for peace. And he's going to sign it with who? Israel and all the other nations. And after three, look, don't say we won't be there, brother. Technologically, we are dependent on the system and the church too. Right? What if things get so bad here, no gas, then you're going to say, well, Reverend, we can't come to church. Right? My gas, you know how much it is a tank for a gallon? And I want to say, well, you all going to have to go online. Yeah, Reverend, we'll be watching you like you all doing now. I'm not coming, but I can see you. All somebody got to do, mama, is say, cut it off. Cut off internet. We there. Social distance. Live streaming. We there. And if you shut the church down, you get the gospel, keep the gospel from getting out. We're there! I left my phone one day like I had lost my life. Oh God, my phone? Okay, Jesus have mercy. This is worse than death. <laughs> so I said, call my number. I told my wife, I said, call that number. And the phone rang I opened up on open a little old book. <laughs> you know I'm right. Where the telephone booth? We are in a situation. See God, He's putting us in a situation. You got to depend on the system, and all a man has to do is come up, shut it down, and what's going to happen? D, aren't you a truck driver? Then I'll shut off the trucking system. Then you won't get no grocery because folks not farming no more. Then starvation come because he's rooting it. The dollar won't mean nothing. This little stuff here, you going to run right up there and say, we don't want that. That's, it's not worth nothing. We want your finger. Yeah. What? Well, we want your finger. Your information is on your finger or your forehead. And the Bible says in Revelation, you won't buy nor sell without the mark of the beast. You're going to tell me all this is a lie and we're already there. No wonder they say we buy gold. Now, where are they? Got your gold. They know the dollar's going to lose its value. Nancy Pelosi said we're coming to a cashless society. That's what they're doing to Putin now. Freezing his money. You're gonna be under control by a man. And the Bible says he's gonna gain the favors of the world and then he's gonna turn. The Bible said the devil gonna possess him. He's not the right? not the devil, he's the devil man. And once he gets in power, he controls the world. Mm. And he's going to murder Christians. But who is he after? Israel. He turns on Israel and said, I'm breaking my promise. What about the seven years? Break my promise. You know what he's gonna say? Worship me. And the Jews will say, oh no, no, no. You 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 alright, but you're not my God. And the saints who left behind, gonna say, oh, my God, Reverend Fleming, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> mama! Where is Mama? Gone! No! That's what's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen soon. You gonna look around. Yeah. Millions missing." And you're going to be like, where's everybody? You're going to come over here to Mount Carmel. you going to have a sign up have Gone. So remember, how are you going to put it up? I, I hope God let me be, stay long enough just to put it up. <laughs> you think I'm praying? It's coming. All this is showing you that God is about to get his sex out of here before his wrath come. And I think when he snatches up, that's when folks are going there's no crazy Christians somewhere hiding. Then that man going to come on the scene, the Bible said, and call on fire from heaven, heal the sick. And they're going to worship. The devil wants to be worshiped. And all you all that's going to be left behind will see him. I don't believe God, now hear me, I just don't believe God gonna let us be here and witness these awful angels. The Bible said the devil wants a key in Revelation. These demons are so filthy. They got hair like a woman and teeth like a lion. I think I've seen a couple of them somewhere. You never met one like that. Yeah, I seen some men got teeth like a lion, and maybe got curly hair. I don't know, but (laughs) you don't you don't get fooled by people's looks. These demons are so filthy. (laughs) That's funny. These demons are so filthy. God won't let them loose. But when we get out of here, the Holy Ghost leaving. The only thing stopping the devil. From doing want to do, the Holy Ghost here. But when the saints get raptured, the Holy Ghost goes. Then God said, My wrath is coming, the white horse, the pale horse, the black horse, and the red horse. All of them represent violence. Somebody said, Well, that's a white horse. No, he's on, he's on a white horse, but no bow. That's the antichrist. Jesus will come back on a white horse to conquer. That's when you're going to witness the great tribulation period. Don't forget that word. I thank God. Now, there's two things going to happen. You better hear me. We're either going through it or God will take us out. If we go through it, hmm, God is going to do that to make the church really get right. We will suffer with everybody else. It's going to be so horrific if you don't know Jesus. You know what scares me by hell? It's forever. I want to say something to some of you all. You are not perfect. And somebody's going to tell you, well, you ain't living right. You ain't living right like you should. God's not coming back for perfect people. Amen. The devil telling you that lie to make you feel you not going. He's coming back for unbelievers. Yeah. People who denounce God. That's who the devil is going after. You have already confessed your belief in God. I have made some folk mad. There are some people looking at me probably more angry than ever because the church of Satan is rising. All these are signs of the time. Devil worshippers, Church haters. Preacher haters. There's a young man attacking me all day on Facebook. YouTube. Call me all kind of names. real? I said, these are signs of the time. He's mocking me. I, just ignore it. This is coming at time. Churches, preachers will be hated. What do we do? Say he's coming. And Jesus is coming soon. And Russia is writing it on the wall. And you're seeing it with your own Bible history unfold. Read 38 chapter of Ezekiel. Bunch of nations coming together to fight, led by some followers. They're all in in that era, Russia, Poland, Iran, and Iran wants to wipe out Israel. Don't be surprised, the next move might be Israel. Israel is one of the richest countries in the world. When did it come to power, 1947? That was when I said, oh God, that Bible right. He said, I will gather you back together as a hen gathers her chickens. And now she's, Israel's strong enough to come up against America, it was our air force. She's one of the most powerful nations, but Russia wants that Black Sea. What did they just tell you on the news where the army is? Didn't they say the Dead Sea? Didn't they say Russia's riding in the Dead Sea? Black Sea, all that, called the Dead Sea. That's why she's in that area. Orchestrated by God. <laughs> Everybody stand. I just gave you a course on history. World War I and World War II. <laughs> I don't have no notes. I carried you through World War. I carried you to Russia. I carried you to the Antichrist. I carry you to Lazy folk. <laughs> All that. What I told Todd, you know what I told Todd? I said, listen, Todd. Don't even put the pole up there today. And Todd so said, well, what would you want? I said, don't put it. You remember y'all brought it up? I said, put it in the back. And he asked me why. I said, because God told me to walk up there with nothing. He said, well, what's your take? I said, well, just go to Matthew chapter 24, because I don't know where I'm going. And you see, I pushed it back. And God said, just listen as I speak to you. You're going to offend some people, but I'm going to use you. What does it all mean? You think it's the devil? God's doing it. Come on now. And he's showing you history unfold. I told you, God's running this world. And he's going to bring it to pass with a war. And bring up this man claiming he's Christ. And false preachers, false prophets going to show up from everywhere and will sway you to believe. I'd run this church over if I got up and talk about money. Money coming. Prosperity. The gospel has prosperity, but that's not the gospel. The gospel is good news. I got a little, little education theologically. <laughs> I studied some. I went to school every night at high school. Went to Bible school at night. Came out of there with two diplomas, one in high school and one in theology. Through the years, my major in Mohawks was religion, philosophy and religion. I knew what I wanted to preach. I wanted to do, preach. And I know history and I know my Bible. And I could have taken you through something that would scare you to death. But I just did. I took you through history and the Bible and preaching. And I hope the world listening don't fear. I'm not scared to die. Send a missile here all you want to. I'm saved. Not perfect, you not. But you're saved. Listen, you don't fear death. Like those people in Ukraine say we don't feel dying. This is our motherland. We'll fight to death. That's where you got to feel. I don't feel dying because of where I'm going. If you say you have no word, your pastor has educated you this morning. Let God run the business. Now you have one word I'm going to say before I get out of here. You ready for it? If you stay ready that's what I want you'll be ready I know you can't touch nobody point at them and say if you stay ready you'll be ready so all you need to do is stay ready oh, I'll quit setting dates watch these preachers talking about it's going to happen to me. it's going to happen listen the angels in heaven more close to God than you are they don't know we may be here another 500 years I don't know God said not even the agent in heaven Know when I will come But one thing it did say I'm coming as a thief In the night And you don't never tell a thief When you're going out of town You don't go tell Listen thief If you want to break it I'll be gone for a month you don't do that, do you? A thief going watch you. He's not coming when you expected him. He's coming when you're not expecting him. And when God comes, watch all these preachers, certain days. Every word of them have lied, including the Jehovah's Witness. They said the watch Jesus was coming. Nothing happened. They changed dates. He coming that year? They find nothing that happen. Folks sold their houses. I don't know what you in your house for when you can't go nowhere with it. And all these other religions. This is when Jesus is coming. You think you God Junior that God, God not gonna tell you when? If God told me I'm coming next month, man, let's be honest, we'll do everything in the book. We'll slip and do stuff we don't even think about doing. Well, He ain't coming the next month. And two days before that, Lord have mercy on me. God, you be God if you knew his date at all. These folk need to quit setting dates. You don't know. God doesn't want you to know. Just stay ready. And you'll be ready. Let's go out, bitch. Be ready when it comes again. Be ready when it comes again. Be ready when it comes again, come again, I just want that lead guitar, be ready.